Here we are on beautiful Jones Street. You saw So it was really dangerous. So the reason we moved was because we got robbed. Yeah, yeah. Grabbed me. They put me in the elevator with a guy. He's got a gun to me. What's up, dude? I hope you weren't offended last night when I said you had a Spanish last name. You know, I was just trying to make you familiar with the audience. No, no, absolutely, dude. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to use whatever. I'm trying to use whatever opportunity I, I have to let people know that I'm that I'm Hispanic, yo. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you don't really give off a Hispanic vibe. Not right? at all, Bobby. Like no accent, but you're no. you were born in Venezuela. Venezuela, and then moved to South Florida. Yeah, yeah. So oh, those yeah. are two very like Spanish things. Let's let's start yeah. from the beginning, bro. Yeah. Well, so I was born in Venezuela, and then I moved to uh, South Florida, aka North Cuba. That's what that is, dude. It's just a bunch. Like that's why I kind of relate more with Cubans than I do with Venezuelans. Well, was it North Miami? Type, no, it was or? just like all of South Florida when I moved there. Just straight up Cubans, dude. Like you, you go down there. Everyone's talking to you in a restaurant. Everyone's talking in Spanish first. Everyone's talking in Spanish. Everyone's talking in Spanish. So then, when they, when they, you don't speak Spanish, they're like, "Okay, uh, how can I help you?" You know. So it's like that's that's kind of like, but but Cubans speak a very specific uh, Spanish where they they throw in like just an English word out of nowhere. So it'll be like, "Ay, mira que 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 este apartamento que cute." You know what I mean? Este apartamento es que, es que este, me encanta todo. El mirror, que bello. Why do you think they do that? Just because the Americans infiltrating Miami over the last 25, 30 years? I think it's like their way of like, all right, we're here. We'll throw They're it like, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll learn English a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the best we're going to do. Yeah. You know? That's hilarious. So what part of South Florida? My dad's actually, he lives in Miami. Oh, nice. South Beach. Oh, shit. So I'm going down there in okay. like two weeks, bro. I'm debating if I'm going to do comedy while I'm down there or not. Just except I'm down there three nights. I'll see. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah. If you're down there for three nights, just fucking enjoy it. Dude. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. But anytime I leave New York, bro, I just, I'm not sure if you feel the same way. I just get like comedy FOMO. I'm like, of ah, I could be in New York doing spots, especially if it's over a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, when you leave, when I leave, everyone makes it. The weekend that I leave. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets their Netflix special yeah, 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 yeah. and everything. That's oh, my hilarious. God. I got an agent and a manager in one show. <laughs> I can't believe I made a like, million dollars at that show last night. Yeah, and then my mom is just like, Igor, can you help me? I'm like, yes, mom. So your your family is in South Florida now, so like nobody's in Venezuela still. Or did no, you move no, to South everybody Florida? Bounced. Every, we all had to bounce, pretty much. You had to bounce. Kind of, yeah. Was that like an inflation thing? Uh, just what? a crime. Do you want another uh, couple room? Uh, coaster. Coaster, yeah. Let's not fucking very comfortable, bro. Fucking I mean, bro, table. I just have to wipe it down like every day, anyways, because I get some nugget on there, you know, dude, smoking a little fucking weed, brother. Sure. I don't I don't know if people do this. Do you get you got some swag, dude? You got some swag in this fucking in your digs, right? How do you now. mean, man? Dude, nobody's ever fucking said that. Thank you. First of all, you, I, I just peed in your bathroom. To, yeah. I sat down. I hope you don't mind that. Okay. Because that's how clean it was. Oh, nice. Yeah. But do you sit down when you pee in general? Yeah, 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 yeah. In my bathroom? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If somebody's got a clean bathroom, I'm like, of course I'm going to christen this with my ass cheeks, man. I love It's so that. clean. It's so nice in there. I was like, dude. You know what's it. interesting? Yeah. Every time a comic goes in there and like leaves, I'll just Windex it down really quick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for letting me know that. I mean, regardless, I was going to Windex it no, down. No, of course, but, yeah. But, but you also, yeah, but you strike me as a clean guy. Very old. Like you don't like your hygiene doesn't weird me out. I was told uh, I always thought I was clean, but I was told, Igor, you're not clean. You're tidy. Who said that? A girl? Yeah, my ex. And I was like, bitch, shut the yeah, you don't fucking yeah. know what the me. Fuck? Yeah, that's why we broke up. Dog. Yeah, yeah. She nailed it, though. She did nail it. I'm yeah, I'm like very like everything's got to be organized. But then there's so like, there could be like beard hairs on the sink. Does that? Is that what no, you mean? that's not that bad. But it's like dust. I fucking hate. Bro, I have dust everywhere it probably in this apartment sucks. this table is the only place where i will make sure 100 there's never dust on it because i got fellas like you coming yeah on yeah the pot. yeah but bro like under that chair over there probably like under the fridge maybe in the mm -hmm. hallway a little bit there's some dust but i do my best to like as soon as people come in here just make sure that they're taking off as many outside for sure amount Dude, of clothes books, that they have you know books just fucking they're like buddies with dust what the fuck is going on i got so many books and then i just look i'm like a weekend i'm like i just fucking dusted you well, yeah but i also like haven't read a lot of them i would imagine that you, the ones in the middle you know what i mean probably yeah. aren't as dusty oh how about your eyes by the way what uh, i can't i mean no i'm minus two and a half okay i'm minus three. Oh, nice yeah, you yeah. ever wear contacts though i see yeah. your glasses a lot um yeah, but dude, I just contacts for me. It's like I hate, I I just I want the freedom of doing this, of taking them off and taking them on. Yeah, yeah. I just contacts after like I don't know what it is, but like 
after maybe like three hours, I start feeling them. That's got to be the case for a lot of people too. Like I feel like I'm in the in the rare portion of contact wearers where sometimes I'll sleep with them. I try not to. Oh, yo. But so like, I do when I first started. Like when my first my my visions first started going to shit in college. That's all I did was rock um, contacts, and I would wear them from the beginning of class till after practice was over. So we're talking like eight in the morning till like eight at night. And then I went in for an eye appointment and then they show me like this thing is like, you see that green thing around your eye? I'm like, yeah, that's because the contact is latching on to your fucking eye. How long are you wearing them? I'm like, like eight in the morning to eight at night. Like that is a problem. That is a huge problem. You got to get glasses. Damn. Cause I do that shit on the regular. Like I'll have them on from 8am until uh, 12 a.m. You got dailies? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was rocking the the two weeks for like what, two months. You played too. hockey where again? Norwich University. Norwich know? University. Yes, we talked about this in Vermont. In the middle of bump fuck Vermont. What dude. division is that? NAIA or D three? No, it's it's NCAA, but it's D three. Okay. Yeah. What made you want to go play college hockey? Was that like a high school uh, high school so aspirations I, of yours? So I started playing. I started playing roller hockey. I was I was a fat kid. You were? Yeah, yeah. I, I was, see that. I was a fat kid, dude. Or too many, what? Chimichangas? Too many empanadas. Too many empanadas. <laughs> we, got, dude, we got this, Venezuelans have this fucking, it's a drink. And it's it's called uh, chicha. Uh, and it's literally like, like um, what's that shit called? Condensed milk. It's like cream, but on another level. Yeah. And then we put like fucking uh, canela. We put cinnamon on it. It is so fucking good, dude. But it is just straight fucking condensed milk into your fucking veins it is delicious but it's like so fattening yeah venezuelan food is fucking delicious but um i was a fat kid and my dad my dad literally was like at one point he's like dude you gotta do something you can't you're just you're too roly-poly so he's like you gotta pick something in the summertime so i picked roller hockey of all things because there's a roller hockey rink right by our apartment played that for four years transitioned to ice and i just fucking fell in love with it like the way kind of i fell in love with comedy is kind of like like I, I call hockey like my first love. And then I just like, dude, I was just a rank rat. I was just always at the rank, always trying to get better, always trying to get better. And then I kind of finagled to getting onto a, a junior team, like a developmental team between like high school and college. And then from there, I got a guy who helped me get on, like be a walk on at Norwich University. Cause they're like, cause there's only, there's only two tiers of NCAA. There's D1 and D2. And, and as far as for like D3 programs, I mean, they're like one of the best in the country. Like we won the national championship my sophomore year. Oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Okay. So yeah. you're serious D3. Yeah. 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 Like are yeah. there, were there anyone sick barn? Were there anybody who ever, uh, anybody who went to Norwich and then went pro and like played in the NHL? Yeah. Yeah. CHL? We had this guy, Curtis McLean was the big one. Uh, Adrian O'Coin. I know his last name was O'Coin. I think it was Adrian O'Coin. So those are the two big ones. I, I skated with Curtis McLean. Um, one summer at Norwich when I was like helping out with this hockey camp, dude, it's like on another level, the way these guys, what's so different about them, dude, just like everything they do, they do in like snap moments, but everything is so much faster. Like the way they pass when you, when they pass to you, the puck, it just like, it's like perfectly on your tape, but it's fucking hard. It's like perfectly right where you put your, like you, like they passed it before you even put your blade down and then it's like right on your stick. But then, like, you don't have the wherewithal to, like, control a pass like that. And then they're just shot. Their shot is just, like, and then, you know, kind of, like, you, well, you're a big tennis guy. You watch soccer a lot? Yeah. You know? Not like a lot, you, but I watch it a lot. You know bit. when, like, you see a guy where he just has, like, a like a, like a soft like, foot. A soft touch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that shit in hockey, dude. It's, oh, it's, like, when you got a puck on the backhand or something like that. Just little things like that. They're just to another level. And you're just like, oh, that's the difference. Every time you level up in sports, it just seems like the pace of the game goes so much quicker. Mm, and the way crazy. and the way amateurs will describe it is like, yeah, it's just so much faster. Even tennis, baseball, the pitches are getting faster. Yeah. It's just things get faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and, what I mean? And you also, like, at least for me, it, you know when you're in like kind of like getting better is when, be, when that should become second nature. Like when I first stopped playing uh, from college and just like became just stop playing competitive and just way more amateur and just like rec league shit. And then you, you just like turn it on kind of because like, Oh yeah. Like I've been doing this for so long. It's the same thing with stand up where you're like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. And then you just get up there and then you just like turn it on and then you're just like able to command a room. It's that same kind of like second nature that I think you develop from playing like perfect, like competitive sports. Do you ever play in any adult leagues? I did for a while. And then did uh, it just get too insanely competitive with some of those other guys. I can imagine. Dude. So, uh, the one in Chelsea, Chelsea <laughs> Piers, that was the most competitive rec league I've ever played in. 
It was crazy, dude. We had guys like we so just a bunch of finance guys who used to play D one, yeah, like at Cornell and dude. Stuff. One team Harvard. versus Dartmouth. So you're like getting older, and then they just keep getting oh, like they just have a team. Yeah, they, so they just have like a team, and then like guys that are from Dartmouth, like hey, you're, if you're gonna, you know, because like they probably have they're probably like in the same kind of like um, majors and stuff. So they're like they get a job in the city, and then you know they they knew a guy that they played with like the year before or whatever yeah. he graduated. So they're like, hey, do you want to come play for our team? And it's just like, oh, you're just playing against a new fucking Dartmouth guy that graduated last year, and then you're just getting older and older. Yeah. Um, but one year we did beat them. One year we won the whole title. That was really fun. Cause what was, team did you play for? We played... Uh, did you just play like with other guys that were good? Yeah, so I, I got linked up with some this dude who played at Middlebury who's like a huge rival to Norwich in Vermont. Middlebury he, is Division One in hockey, though? No, it's D3. Okay. They, they're like... Yeah, they have D3 tennis, too. They're, they're very good at athletics, like all around. Yeah, Division yeah, two. yeah. So, they're, I mean, that's a great school. It's like, they call them the Little Ivies, the Nescacks. Okay. So it's like the Middlebury. Yeah, yeah, Amherst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Williams Bowdoin. College, Bowdoin. Bro, I visited Bowdoin. Yeah. And I didn't have the grades to get in. I don't even know why I went up there. I just like met the coach. It was a waste of time. And then as I got there, I was like, this place has got nothing going on. And then I went to UConn. It was kind of the same situation, but at least we had a really good sports program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and you also have a huge there. population. Yeah, Student but body. it was just so different from New York City life because this is where I grew up. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's Quinnipiac, wild. Quinnipiac was insanely good. That's New Haven. Yeah, right next to New Haven. Yeah, New Haven um, I forget the name of the town. It's Malden? Yes, Hamden. Hamden. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I know, so buddy. We'd go there and we'd beat them in tennis and then they'd play our hockey team and shut them out or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hockey was okay, but Quinnipiac was... Uh, they just won the national championship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Insane. That's wild. Yeah. And like against like a fucking program, like they beat University of Minnesota, which is like, you know. Do they recruit in college hockey? Do they recruit from like Eastern Europe and all over the world like they do in other sports or I guess not football? Um, so sports? I think a lot of like Europeans are kind of catching wind of the college hockey programs. Like how good they are? Yeah. Like St. Cloud, so random. Yeah, Minnesota. yeah. Dude, I mean, we. so I played, I don't know if, how well you know hockey. Give me a little bit. Do you know um, Alex Ovechkin? Yeah, of course. He's the like best hockey player right yeah, now. Yeah, so... Uh, DC... You got this. Ah, <laughs> Capitals! Yeah! Let's go, son! Holy shit! Yeah, you, dude. You really put that one I, out. I skated uh, at least like 10 to 15 times when I was younger at uh, Chelsea yeah. Pierce. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I yeah. think, like, I don't know if my parents were telling me, they're convincing me that they didn't really want me to get into hockey just because of, like, the amount of... The amount of work that it takes for a parent to become a hockey parent. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's way different. Yo. Like it's, you're waking up at four or five in the morning, taking them to the to the ice at yeah. six. But you got into it a little bit later yeah, where yeah. your parents I, weren't as involved or no? No, my mom was like really involved. Yeah, yeah she yeah. loved it. Uh, yeah, she, she really enjoyed it. She really, she really, my mom gets off on like, so my parents got divorced. And then my mom gets off on like being the, like, like uh, the alpha woman. Loves that shit, dude. So like, she was she was always the only woman. But both of your parents are from Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Both born there, and uh, so she was the only one that she was always the only woman there. Uh, you know, it was always like either both couples or like dads. So she just got off on like just being fucking. Okay, I cut you off right before Ovechkin. Go ahead. So, um, uh, Ovechkin's best friend, this guy Nikita Kishirsky, went to Norwich. Dude, that's an insane that's name. Insane Nikita Kishirsky. Nikita Kishirsky. He's lefty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's up with so that, dude? Filthy. Why are there so many lefty hockey players? When like I don't know. I don't fucking know. And that's also like skateboarding too. You people like skateboard goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of regular. I don't know why there's so many lefties. Goofy is when you put your right foot forward and your left foot back. Regular is when you have your left foot forward and right foot back. You you, don't see it as much in snowboarding, but you see it so much in skateboarding. People goofy. Did you skateboard a lot? Eh, A little bit. To middle school, I still have a skateboard over here. But it was like three blocks away. I never really like half pipe. I can only ollie. Yeah, yeah. But it was like very city. There weren't many skate parks and stuff, so not really, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, this guy, Nikita Kudrashev. You know what? I, I, <laughs> I think, I didn't learn, I didn't know this, because this just came, I'm a righty, so this just came naturally to me. But apparently, your top hand is supposed to be your dominant hand. So a lot of lefties are supposed to be like like writer, like righty righties. You know what I mean? So yeah. like that. So like actually, because there are so many lefties, they're actually righties. Interesting. So that's what I know. But anyways, I played with... Um, so he, I mean, he's like full fucking, full-fledged Russian. Dude, he's such a, ugh, he fucking, uh, he, so he's Russian, obviously. And then like, I don't really remember. I think he probably did like some prep school and that's how we get. 
And then he kind of wound up an extra year. Yeah. And then I don't know how he kind of wound up at Norwich (laughs) of all places, but it's like, like top D3 programs. I'm sure you probably know this. It's usually like guys who can play D1, but like are fucking dumbasses and can't get the grades. Well, that would kind of be, uh, in terms of tennis, that's like D2 though. Oh, okay. You guys got D2. Yeah. Yeah. Like the D2 at a high level is uh pretty competitive, but yeah. I guess it kind of skips the D2 in, in hockey. Yeah. There's like, so D2 is, so it's D2 dash three, but like, there's only technically like two like, or like five, or at the time I was playing like five division two programs. Like Montana state. No, like Wentworth. I don't know if you've heard of Wentworth. It's a tiny little, um, engineering school in Massachusetts. Um, like, like, uh, Salem state or something like that. It's weird. But then like, but then all the D three programs, like say Norbert's Norwich, Middlebury, they all kind of crushed them. So it's like, all right, doesn't, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, so this dude, Nikita Kershewski, he was kind of a, you know, he was one of those guys that like, he's just so super fucking talented, just so much better than everybody, but like didn't play the game like he should have. Like he just tried to like, uh, like dipsy doodle around everybody. And it's like, dude, you're kind of like disrespecting everybody by not just playing hard and like back checking. And you know what I mean? Like he could take the game over if he wanted to, but he just would rather play like a flashy kind of game. When you say back checking, do you mean like someone's on the boards and like to actually like be aggressive? No, like coming back, like a forward, come, like if the rush is coming against our team, you got to come back and like defend your house. Like in uh, Mighty Ducks D3, make him make the first move, Conway. That one? <laughs> <Or> no? <laughs> no, like let's say like if the other team is rushing towards your net, you got to have guys like come back and help. help so play defend. defense. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. then we call it back checking from okay. the back kind of. And, uh, but anyways, he, I remember one time he, he hooked up with this chick cause he hooked up with everybody. He was like a fucking celebrity uh, at, the, at our school. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, you know, that much of a fucking accomplishment, but he hooked up with this chick. And then the next morning he found out she was rolled over and uh, she had shit in her thong. Yeah. And he told everyone or what? Oh yeah. 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 Well, I think the other Ukrainian dude probably let it out and then he was like, all right. Yes, it happened. Did this guy play pro ever? I'm sure he would have experienced uh, yes. that many or more times, but in the in uh, National League. No, no, no. He played like NHL. so. There's NHL, AHL, and then the East Coast. And I think he played. Uh, he, he was pretty successful in the East Coast. I think he won the uh, their like a uh, um, turn or their league trophy there. He might have gotten a fucking a little uh, a little play time in the AHL. Would you say that hockey is harder to make it than baseball? Maybe if you can compare the two, just with all the, all the levels, you know, college, then you talk about East and then AHL. Yeah. Uh, to make it to like the, the show, like NHL versus MLB. Mm -hmm. I would, I'm not a hundred percent sure because, um, I mean, I was gonna say, cause like hockey's so international, but so so is baseball. baseball. Yeah. So is baseball, you know? And also like baseball's got fucking tons of minor leagues. And teams and shit. So I would just think that there's a a good amount of places in the world that don't even think about playing baseball. But then there's also a good amount of places in the world that wouldn't even think about playing hockey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also um, like even getting drafted in baseball is kind of meaningless. Yeah. You know, that's how that's how hard it is. So it's like you get drafted first round of hockey like you're getting a shot. You're getting a bona fide shot. Same for the thing most with part. baseball. The same thing. Excuse me. Same thing with basketball. And same thing with football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like baseball, it's like like I think what's his name, Bryce Harper, was like a number one overall pick, yeah, and they like still was in the minors. Yeah, yeah. And he, but he, he's like fucking kind of killing it. But that's like the only person I know. Everybody else, they don't even talk about them as like their their draft. It's like not that important. Yeah, you know when until like the third or fourth year. I yeah, like, until they actually make it to the to the league. Right, right. So, then they're like, oh well, he was a this yeah. kind of drafted. When yeah. did you move to New York from um, Florida, Miami? Is um, that fair to say, Miami or South Florida? No, at the time I was living in Orlando. Okay, that's where I started comedy there for like nine months, and then I moved uh, twenty fifteen. So I'm like eight years in. What made you start comedy in Orlando? Um, like what were you doing in Orlando? You had a job there? Yeah, I was working as an engineer. Um, oh, that's where I got damn. my degree in. Yeah. What kind of engineering? Civil. Okay, so what does that mean? Like building bridges? Just fucking sewers <laughs> and water mains, dude. It's the bane of my existence. I fucking hate it. But you're doing something you love now, man. Yeah, dude. If I was, I would. Fu- I would be a full blown alcoholic if I didn't have comedy. I would be like comedy stops me from drinking. You know, I mean, it also sometimes fucking when you have a bad bomb, you're like, I just need a fucking drink right now. Yeah. But if I didn't, I'd probably be drinking just about close to every night, having a few pops, you know. But um, 
but now comedy is like this thing that you know i'm really passionate about and it kind of I want to make, I want to like be successful in it as, as I can. So like to limit all these other distractions that what was the, prevent me from it. What was the first time you did it in Orlando though? What was the, um, what was the push? So I just, I was, so I was in a long distance relationship and I just like had a bunch of time on my hands. And she lived in Miami? She was, she lived in New York. Okay. So I was in the process of moving here, uh, but I just like couldn't move here without a job. So I was like in the process of like applying, applying, just endless applying, trying to get a job. And then... I was at a fucking coffee shop and they had like, you know, those ones with like the cork boards where they put all like, come to my fucking show or whatever, like, you know, free house cleaning or whatnot. And they had a magazine with like Orlando Weekly and there was like, oh, it was an open mic for comedy at this fucking coffee shop. And then I just went and just kind of like, and I did that for like two months where I would just go and watch these open mics. And then I'd be like, oh, I can be this fucking bad. And uh, How often were the open mics? Um, so the one that I went to was just once a week, but I, I, I found out like you can get up just about every night in Orlando at least once. I think like right before I left, that was like my big accomplishment was like, I, I did three sets in one night on like a Friday. Um, and then, yeah. And then I just, but you're like all the open mics, you're like in front of people, you're in front of fucking people all the time and you're just kind of trying to figure it out. And then you, you come to New York and it's like a huge reset. You know, you're like, Oh, I, open mics are not like that yeah no i, I it just seem like everywhere besides new york city i've heard about open mics being the talk of that town's particular night you know like yeah. everybody will go out dude I, I, was, I was i was driving up with like with uh this new car that i got and i and i was supposed to do a gig in uh, north carolina but the fucking club um had like an electrical fire so i was just scrambling oh. to get some stage time and then finally someone was like hey man there's an open mic in this in this in this space, whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck, I think it's it's all I got. And then I went to it. There's 15 fucking regular people just hanging, like literally sitting down. They set up the stage and everything, and there's like 15 fucking people. And you just work normal people. You're like, fuck, this yeah. is great. How are you guys? And then you know you got some people who are like, oof, just some cringy rough <laughs> comedy, yo. Uh, I bet, dude. Because a lot of people just like. Go up there and talk about their day. I feel like in a rural area. So yeah. then there was so much damn traffic on the I nine. Dude, I love I, I love lost like my head. You know what I fucking love are like southern black comics who are like starting out. Ah, oh, they're the best, dude. <laughs> if they just they come on stage with just so much charisma, but like the writing isn't there. Like I said, goddamn, and then they just like do that after every joke that kind of bombs. But you're like, dude, I love this guy. Yeah, just keep the charisma up and the writing. Yeah, there you go. The writing you're gets there. You'll be fucking, Yeah, you'll fucking kill it. So, how did you meet um, this girl? You are still not with her, correct? No, or no, no, no. What was that? Uh, she was the reason you moved to New York. This girl, Carly, that was so she was in like that was the original plan, and then kind of you know when you start comedy, you're like, well, I guess it's kind of convenient that I'm going to move to the place that has like the best comedy in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the original intention was to move here for her. How'd you meet her? Uh, we met when I was like 14 years old. We met, we were in high school, we were in middle school together. So like middle school sweethearts? Uh, not really. Then we had a class in ninth grade. That's where we really got to know one another. Um, and then like just keeping in touch little by little, we were like pen pals in Where'd college. Where'd you go to college? She went to UCF, University of Central Florida. So you had, you guys were together during college? No, no, we'd like just we just kept in touch. There was like this kind of like, oh, that's beautiful, dude. Yeah, Imagine yeah. being in a relationship long distance like that. You're in Vermont. She's at UCF. God yeah. knows how many fucking shirtless men are down there. I yeah, I know. Shit. Well, we were so we weren't in a relationship. <laughs> no, I know that's what yeah. I mean. Imagine yeah, yeah, if you yeah. were, that would have sucked. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, you had a yeah, pool no, party? No, no, I was not. Like, dude, I mean, we were together from 24 to 30, and I was like, wasn't even prepared for the emotional like uh, baggage that comes with being in a relationship then. So it's like, I couldn't even imagine like fucking eight years before that or whatever. And then moving to New York must have been a whole new, I mean, even starting a chapter of your relationship where like you started getting into comedy more so. She didn't, yeah. she wasn't aware that you were going to need to be out every night, I'm sure, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, she was there for my first set. She, because um, she had flown down. It was, uh, it was um, Valentine's Day weekend, so she had flown down. And then I was like, uh, hey, um, I'm just, like, thinking about doing this thing. And she's like, what thing? And then I told her. And she was like, oh, my God, you have to do it. Oh, that's good. She was super supportive. She's like, I have to watch. I'm like, oh, this is going to be <laughs> awful. So I was like, it was, it, was, it was a fine enough experience for, like, you know, someone that you're with to watch you your first time. Everybody, You know, they said it was my first time, so everyone's super supportive. And it went well enough. 
Um, so it was good. But then, yeah, then, then there's like this readjustment when you're doing it every night and you got to Like I tell people now, now that from my experience, it's like when you're with someone and you're doing comedy, comedy is the third person in that relationship. Like that's the way you have to, I think you have, like, I wish I would have known that and looked at it that way. It's like, listen, I'm spending my time with this, but then at the same time, it's like, but then also early on is so tough because you just got to get up. You have to be getting up all the time. And just to be getting more and more comfortable, just to be getting better at it. So, I mean, at first we made a deal where I was like, listen, because she works and I work, I would do Monday through Fridays. Monday through Fridays, I would get up and then Saturday and Sundays were just us. Which is like awful for comedy. Well, maybe not Sunday, but yeah, Saturday. Yeah, so, you know, it's like, and it, but I was just like still doing like fucking shit open mics. And like, if I would have done it now, I would be like, hey, I'll just like, it would just be, you just piece it together because there are some nights where it's like, it's open and there's some nights where like you have to be out, so it's yeah, like you can't really set a schedule. With yeah, that's where I learn. That's where I learn, Ted. And um, yeah, man, it's just I feel like we go through so many different periods of um, our stand-up career. Like each year, it changes. Oh, for sure. So it's got to be very difficult for people to start stand-up comedy with your girlfriend from high school and then 10 or 15 years later still be with that same person just because you change so much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, but you have, but then also I think it's so important for any relationship. It's like, you can't just be codependent on each other. Like you have to each have your own thing, you know? And like, if like I, I met this dude or like recently who's, who's like, he was telling me his situation with his girl and stuff. And like, you know, I'm just like, Going from my own experience, I was kind of like, "Is he in the game?" He's like a in few it. years. Yeah, he's in it a little bit. And then I was like, "But he's like, yeah, but my girl does her thing. Like she's got her own thing that she's really passionate That's about." Good. And I was like, "And it's like we barely see each other, but when we do, it's like really exciting and fun." I'm like, "Dude, that's kind of like the way to do it, in my opinion." You know, because you have to have your own life, especially in this fucking city. You have to have your own kind of fucking lives, and then. And then when you do have time, it's like you, you just, and then if not, like you make time obviously for each other, but like you kind of have to have your own thing outside of the relationship to have, to, for it to be a, a, a healthy relationship in my opinion. Did you and your ex-girlfriend think about getting married at any point? Um, I mean, it just felt like I, so I was much more immature than I am now. And uh, I was in a place where I was like, my parents got divorced, nasty divorce. Um, so I knew it as, for me, it's like marriage is a means to divorce. You know, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? And her parents had been together forever, like fucking like 20 year olds, you know, and they've been together for like 30 plus years or whatever. So she was like very into that. So at first we were like, I, and I told, I wasn't like, I, I was up front. I was like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I don't want to marry you, but I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I don't want to get married, you know? And then she was on board and then slowly we're getting up in our, 20s we're going to more weddings she's seeing the celebration of love and it's like i i think like one of the things at the end was like i think i do want to get married and i was like i you know how i feel you know that i do want i was like and again i just reiterate i was like i do want to spend the rest of my life with you i don't i i don't see myself with anyone else but you but i don't want to get married and then there's definitely some some friction there because of that and then it's like you know some other things and then it just fell apart you, you're not in a relationship too, right? right no, now, right? no, 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 no. Super single. Super single. <laughs> How's comedy going, bro? It's going good, man. Yeah. It's like you said, I think that's the, I think that's the healthiest way to look at comedy. It's like, where was I at a year ago? And then it's like, well, we're moving forward. You know, if you're taking step, steps back and you're like, oh, I got to fucking pick it up or I got to reassess everything I'm doing. But nah, yo, it's going, it's going good. I'm happy. I'm, I'm in comedy. I'm like in a good place. You know, you have your ebbs and flows where you're like, fuck, like nothing, like, Sometimes you're just like, dude, all your new stuff's working. So you're just hitting that new stuff. You're seeing how much it works and then it's all working all the time. But then like, you're just like a fucking drug addict. So like two weeks go by and you're like, all right, I got to get the next new stuff to work. And it's like, that's a shit that doesn't fucking happen. You know, not every joke is going to hit right away. So I'm kind of in that place where it's like, I got, I don't have a lot of new stuff. And then the new stuff that I got isn't really hidden, but it's like, dude, I'm, yeah, I'm in a good place. I'm in a, I'm like getting up pretty regularly in clubs. I'm like barely doing open mics now. So do you ever do comedy in Spanish? No, no. I do you speak like, Spanish fluently? Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. fluently. Um, yeah, dude, I got my, I hit the, I hit the sauna up twice a week. Oof. Yeah. I need to start hitting that. I just, I go to a gym that does not have it. I go to, 
Oh, really? Like $40 a month. And it's just, I guess I have to bleep that out. But yeah, it's super, <laughs> it's super close to my apartment. And they don't have any saunas. And if they did, I probably wouldn't use it because no way that shit is clean. Oh, but no, dude. You go to like an Equinox or something? No, no. I go to New York it? Sports Club, dude. It's filthy. All right. The, my, I got my boy Freddy. 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 He's Colombian. Uh, but like he's almost there because I go like around lunchtime. <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's the best time to go. Tuesdays and Fridays. And he's always there, him and this other dude. Wait, he's in the sauna? Yeah, he's always in the sauna. <laughs> How much time does he spend in there? Dude, he's up to there. He's in there for like an hour. Straight? Yeah. Bro. He'll pop out and like take a cold shower and then pop back in. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how you got to do it. Dude, this guy, he's 70 years old, handsome as fuck. I would not, I would be like, dude, I would, because he's got like the salt and pepper, I'd be like, this guy's straight up. Straight up 50 years old. <laughs> and he, so he goes, oh, no, no puedo perder la barriga. I can't lose my stomach. I can't lose the stomach. And dude, he's like barely, like a little bit bigger than me. A little bit bigger than me. And I just looked at him. I was like, Freddie, you're 70 years old. I think you're doing okay. And then he just laughs. He goes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, he, so I, uh, so he's, so now I, I literally, cause I'm in there like for like 40 minutes and I have Bro. a, yeah, dude, it's the best. Damn. It's the best. He, and I, and I, we just talk for 40 minutes all in Spanish. So that's been helping my Spanish a lot more. Do you know him outside of the gym or you only see no. him in the gym? Don't have his number. I don't even see him, him in the fucking freeway area. In the, in, I only Are see you him sure he exists? in the sauna. Yeah. Imagine I, he doesn't I, exist and it's just you I, in there, dude. That'd be fresh too. That would be just me talking to myself yeah, in Spanish. Dude. Hey, it's getting better. So I've just been, <laughs> I've just been a uh, cold water immersion for like the past, uh, like 10 months. I haven't taken a warm shower in 10 months. For real? Just been going in there, dude, straight cold. How's that been? It's crazy. It's great. Like, I mean, I'll go in there and it doesn't really get much easier. Maybe some days it's easier That's than others. That's why such good energy, yo. But, uh, I, well, and I, I'm also running outside, too. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, I took my shirt off today when I was running. That was pretty nuts, dude, when that wind. Yeah. But I think cold water has been helping me. It's been, like, boosting my, uh, my whatever the shit goes up when you... Your mood? Oxycotin. I mix smoking weed with doing that, and I think that helps me for the most part. Damn, a cold high shower. <laughs> I never even thought of that, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Sometimes I'll do that. Fuck. Yeah, dog. You you know Wim Hof, this guy? Who yeah, talks yeah. about like, the, his cold therapy. Uh, if you guys don't know about him, you should check him out. Wim Hof. He has a bunch of stuff on YouTube and then I'm sure on a bunch of other platforms. I thought that was breathing stuff, though. It's breathing, but it's also like, cold water immersion and mm -hmm. breathing during these uh, right. these things. He does some sauna and hot stuff, but mm -hmm. he's mostly just like a, a cold water kind of guru. Let me ask you something. How do you think that's affected your um, your immune system? Have you been getting sick less Mm, well, in 10 months, I haven't gotten sick. Ooh. So, yeah. But, I mean, people people really shouldn't be getting sick. I mean, maybe Dude, people I get, get sick. sick. Like, I'm, like, sick all winter long. Really? I'm sick all winter long. But then... I'm also vegan. Ooh. So, I've got a few things that I'm, I've been implementing together to try and make me as healthy as possible. You know what I mean? How long have you been vegan? Uh, like, four years. Nice. So I had pretty invasive jaw surgery, so I couldn't eat meat for three months so i just gave it up for the most part cold turkey as they say yeah. but, the, but the hardest thing for me was probably chicken during lunch like in salads or sure, sure. chicken on sandwiches or anything do you eat a lot of chicken i'm a vegetarian oh really yeah, yeah, yeah okay what are some things that you'd eat that make you not a vegan like you eat cheese eggs eat, a lot okay, of eggs, eggs. A, lot, a lot mostly eggs uh -huh. honey which i know is like a hardcore vegan no-no um cheese cheese is like the one thing I, and dude oh I fucking love ice cream. I fucking love ice cream. That's some stuff that might be clogging you up, dude. Yeah. In your lungs. No, no. No? no you think so? No. I, I, take a, I take a pint of ice cream a week to my head. Just that's not that much. I know. But fuck, that's like my, that's the happiest moment of my week. <laughs> the it's ice cream? Just fucking. Just, kind? Yo, Ben and Jerry's The Tonight Dough. Have you had this Tonito? shit? Tonight, though. Pop it up right here. No, I don't know what you're talking about. It is fucking, so it's like half baked. If it, if you're yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. half baked, but on crack. Because there's like. It's just more cookie dough? There's, no, there's uh, there's like uh, like almost like <laughs> Oreo crumbles Oof. in there, yo. It's the, it's the best thing that Jimmy Fallon's ever done. I, I oh, he made the flavor? He's like, it's because it's it's they're, they're all like sponsored. So it's like the Tonight Dough based on the Tonight Show. Oh, okay. And then like. Nice, uh, nice moves, Ben and Jerry. Yeah. I know. And they have some wordplay. they have some uh vegan ice cream now that they came out with. I haven't tried it, but they have um let's see. I don't know I, they don't specifically say vegan, so I'm guessing it's not yeah, vegan. They probably say plant based. They say non dairy. 
Yeah, that's an interesting play also. Yeah, it might yeah, not yeah. be vegan, but it's non-dairy. And yeah. I think when people hear the word vegan, they get turned off. People sure. would much rather hear plant-based or non-dairy. Sure, sure. Why? Like, I think when it's just, it's had a stigma behind it just because that word has been used for negative negatively i feel like for the past 20 years you know the, these new phrases like non-dairy and plant-based seem to have just come around within like the last five years rebranding so yeah so i think that's why people are starting to um well dude adjust I mean, to that those type of words how many conversations have we had and i just found out that you're vegan i think that's who ruined it is the people who are like i'm vegan it's like dude i don't even know your fucking name yet yeah you know agreed but i don't think i think people like those people don't exist anymore can we fucking evolve society hell yeah to eat what <laughs> to eat what huh to eat less meat no i'm saying to fucking cut <laughs> vegans some slack yo it's yeah, like everybody's like oh you're a vegan you're a piece of shit and it's like you guy just freaking you, you, this is like your fourth time talking oh, yeah. to him and he sometimes just, people get aggressive about it i'm like bro i'm not putting my shit on you dog yeah. eat as much fucking chicken as you want so i don't care you can Do get I, sick man Dude, <laughs> dude, you'd be a murderer. That's fine. Yeah. Dude, I love watching. <laughs> I love what, like when I first started being vegetarian, I'd go to like these, uh, like when I, when 4th of July would roll around, I'd go to like barbecues and stuff and I would just watch people prepare me. Oh, it was like porn, yo. It was so, like this guy, I remember this guy just like fucking. Wait, what? Yeah. Why? I don't know, man. you couldn't eat it, you just want, like, it, to be Because I could still enjoy it, you know, just, and it's also like artistic. Well, but how do you mean enjoy it though? Just like watching it Just watching, watching he was making, he was like slicing it and then he was making the chimichurri that was to go along That's with it. That's interesting, man. Like sometimes on my TikTok algorithm, I'll see like the street vendors in India yeah. where they're cracking those eggs and like yeah. slicing up the meat. I feel bad sometimes, but I'm like, oh, it's just like artistic. They're doing it the same yeah. way. Yeah. It's oh, dude, and there's just he's just just enough of the sprinkling, and then the, sometimes yeah. I'll be like, "Hey, what do you think the name of that hot dog was?" <laughs> People usually don't enjoy that. I, okay, you can have. What's the thing you miss most? You got one thing. You can have one cheat. It'll just. Be erased from existence, from your memory. The thing is, if I answer that question, I feel like people will think that I already have cheated and eaten that. But fuck those morons. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right. I um I walked by Subway today, and I remember I used to get the like turkey, cheese, uh-huh. uh huh, that sugary bread, the lettuce and mayo yeah, sandwich. Yeah. Like, dude, there was a time in college where I had three feet of Subway in one day. <laughs> For Eleven o'clock, I had a foot. Three o'clock, I had a foot, and then like seven p.m., I had a foot. I love I just the felt like a subway sandwich. I love the measurement. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, you know what I mean? You get the foot long. It's insane, dude. Uh, it's weird. It's funny that you said subway because I mean, for all intents and purposes, no, 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 no shade, but subway is like pretty low quality. Sure, but is, I feel like when you go, when you go, and you become like plant based or whatever you want to fucking call it, the thing you miss most is never like fine. Like fine meats. Like for me, one of the first things I missed, dude, was hot dogs. Yeah, it's not like Kobe or Wagyu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like not, not like that. I've ever. I don't know if I've ever even had that. Right. Place. I wasn't like if somebody put it, like at the time. If somebody put down like a filet mignon or a fucking like really good ballpark like Nathan's, I'd be like, yeah. I'm taking the fuck. Well, you know what it was. I think I had. I definitely had a big phase in high school just because it was around the corner and we can go out for lunch during mm -hmm. high school so it was like f the five dollar foot long yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then when i got to college anytime we were on the road traveling we would just get subway yeah like yeah, we'd yeah. get at least two feet of subway at that <laughs> so i'm just like i loved it dude. i was like smoking weed eating subway yeah oh man how do you feel how long when, when did you start smoking weed how old were you um the first time i did it was between eighth and ninth grade i remember nice. it was at tennis camp this kid josh crane and we'll bleep that name out but josh crane and gave me a hit when we were like out in the field and i had a sweatshirt on at the time and mm -hmm. i ripped off my sweatshirt went back to the tennis dorms and we started like moving mattresses around i didn't get high that first time but then yeah. i remember probably like a month later right as school was starting september i got high for like the first time and it was like one of the greatest things in my yeah. life yeah dude that first time that first high. time yeah it's fucking fun it's interesting how Weed came out and people were probably not getting high the first time, but somebody was like, "Eh, what? Let's try it again." Yeah, so yeah, high, yeah, and yeah. Imagine how many people were smoking poison ivy and poison oak and just died right away <laughs> to give us weed. Thank yeah. you, thank you, trailblazers. Forefathers. Yes, so trailblazers, <laughs> literally, man. And it's crazy now what's happened with weed. 
You think it's you think you think it's gonna fuck people up, yo? How do you mean? Um, it's just so accessible. No, I think that we need to make it accessible to the point where it's like alcohol, though. Gotcha. Like you yeah, walk yeah, yeah. into a store; it's legit. It's accredited, FDA approved. You right. know what you're smoking. You know what you're getting. They check your ID at the door, and it's like getting alcohol. Sure. And then all the money should be funneled to the government. You know, like all states should have the same weed laws, in my opinion. I understand that there's different government and different yeah. laws uh, sure, sure. in each state, but I, I just think it would be so beneficial for the United States to come out and be able to tax weed like they tax cigarettes or tax weed like they tax alcohol. Yeah, yeah. I, it would just make things so much more clear. Like there's still sometimes when I go to the deli and I try and pick up baby Jeters. Do you know this? No baby jeters. So it's like a oh the little the little uh, pre rolls. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a pack of five, and it usually costs around fifty dollars. But the amount of times that I've that they've attempted to try and sell me fake baby jeters, it's like fifty percent of the time. I Whoa. have to like look at the container, and I have to know exactly what I'm looking for. And no joke, like fifty percent of the time, it's just counterfeit jeters. Whoa! Like how is this happening? I'm going into a Play like a deli, maybe not a licensed dispensary, but I'm sure. going into a deli and they're trying to sell me fake joints that somebody in the back wrapped up or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you are right. Um, we have to streamline it way better. Yeah. Yo, do you ever, you ever smoke that, uh, that like synth synthetic shit? Like, K2? Yeah. Yeah. In college when they were drug testing me, I used to smoke it. Yeah. It was terrible. It's brutal. It was dude. terrible. It, I hate it. I think it, the worst headaches. Dude, it literally fucking made my roommate brain dead. He, so we so we do the same thing. So like our cutoff was New Year's. So that was like our last time to smoke because we knew that in college. Yeah, since so we knew by uh, by the time like NC, the NCAA tournament rolled around, we'd be like it'd be like you know three months, so we'd be clear. Um, but this guy just loved smoking weed. Just loved smoking weed, and he would just smoke that shit. He smoked fucking spice K two all that shit, and we did it like a couple times. But then I'd be like, no, nah, dude, this is this is bad. This, I just feel my brain. I just, I, this isn't good. And he just kept smoking. And then he became like a fucking big drug dealer, or like just big drug addict, like taking pills, taking like bars, all that shit. Um, you ever smoke, um, what's, <laughs> what's that shit that fucking makes you hallucinate? Kratom? No, no, no. Oh, that other stuff that you could find at the, you can't find it anymore. Yeah. It they, was like, you just smoking it made you nuts for like yeah, five minutes. For like 15 Fuck, minutes. What is it, dude? Yo. Ah, uh, it's like at the tip of my tongue. I know. Ka, I think it was. It was ka. Well, how should I Google this? For me, a big thing is exercise. I think for me, exercise and doing the stuff I do is probably like sixty-five to seventy percent mental. The other physical part is great, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not walking around my apartment, shirts off, flexing, trying to do bicep curls. Like for the physical part, I just like get that mental part. To, done and then i take it throughout the rest of my day yeah 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 exercise has been dude i was i was working out like every other day and then um once i started doing like six times a week it just changed me mentally it was like holy fuck i'm just like so much clearer way less like depressive episodes it's fuck it's a game yeah, changer and we're just learning this too i feel like when we learned the phrase plant-based and non-dairy like five years ago that's really when people starting to put their time in the gym yeah yeah and but Dude, it fucking infuriates me when people fucking <laughs> like they do all these other fucking shits for mental health except exercise. That shit drives me crazy. I want to fucking call them all cowards. When I you're all fucking cowards. When I when I tell people sometimes that I fast for the most part, like I'll intermittent fast. Like I didn't eat until four o'clock today, mm -hmm. and I'll do that. Nice. I'll do that most days. Mm -hmm. and people hear that though, they're like, "That's unhealthy." Yeah, and I'm like, "Bruh, I've done a good amount of research on this particular topic to know that if I." fast 16 out 16 18 hours a day i'm not gonna die yeah you know there's yeah. enough research out there for that and i think people want to think that what they're doing is the best sure you know? well or their research like, is the best sure but also it's like just stop being a fucking moron it's just the best for you it's yeah, the same thing with like stand up when like that comic sucks and it's like does he because every because everybody else was laughing it's like yeah the comic ain't he, he like it's not for you and that's all right but don't be like, don't put like this blanket thing over it. Like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Or like, no, you think that's stupid. You think that's fucking dumb. You don't think that that's good. And that's fine, dude. You're entitled to your opinion. But fucking like to put this blanket statement over shit. It's, it's like. Fact. Ugh. What's been your best moment in comedy thus far? Um, 
Uh, that's a good question, actually. Remember, we've hung out a lot, you and I, the past, like, what, three weekends? Yeah. It's been nice. Yeah, it's been, and it's been like, and this is like, dude, December is like the best month of comedy. You think so? Yeah, for sure. How long have you been doing comedy? Like four years. I'd say like, seriously, full time, two Mm -hmm. and a half years, but four years for the most part. Dude, if, have you, have you caught that, um, have you caught that wave between Christmas and New Year's? It is hands down the best week of comedy. The best week of comedy is it's coming in like two weeks. It's crazy, yo. The 10 p.m. spot on Christmas. You think that show will be packed or no? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's 26. what I was thinking. Oh, the 26th. 26. Bro, that's when I'm going to Miami. 20, damn. All right. You, you're coming back. You're going only for Yeah, I'm years? coming back. Yeah. yeah, you're coming back like the 29th, 28th? 30th, 30th. Yeah, dude. You get the 30th and the 31st. We're crazy. Toasting. Oh, but like that week, dude, it's like, uh, so... Monday is Christmas, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, retarded shows, crazy good shows. And it's just like people are in good spirit. People are on vacation. It's like the, it's like every day is the day before a holiday. You've, you've seen those days when it's like, like Monday's Memorial Day. So like Sunday will be banging every one of those days. is like that. And then the fucking clock strikes midnight in the first mm-hmm. and it just goes down the fucking toilet. And For no, January? Yeah. Nobody wants to be outside. Everybody's like fucking doing their bullshit ass um uh new year's uh what are those fucking things called when they oh, i'm gonna go to the gym now i'm gonna say resolution yeah resolution <laughs> yeah like i'm not gonna drink i'm, I'm not, not gonna, gonna go eggs. out yeah and then so it's like it all goes downhill um in in january well at least for like some most of the clubs that i've been working at um but dude that fucking week so that about. was in the past that's been some of your best times in comedy it's been so fun dude because like the best time in comedy um the best i think the bet to the best it's like when the whole show is good you know when like the host goes up top he kills everyone's just killing and the audience is happy all the fucking comics are like you know when you're like in a hang with comics and you can just sense that there's the 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 chemistry is off a little bit you know people have people have bad days you're having a good day some people having a bad day um you're just like you know you're not flowing but then when the hang is like everybody's on it and then like everybody's fucking chiming in and something saying something funny, that's when it's like the best. When it's just a good fucking time, you know, the whole everybody's experiencing a good time. That's like my favorite, yo. Um, but this year I, I hosted for this like, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good stand-up, but he's only been doing it for like a year, like a year to two years now. But he's got like 700,000 followers on Instagram. He sold out New York Comedy Club, Stanford, like 300-person room. And I hosted that shit. And like that experience was really fucking cool. Because like I'm a nobody, you know? But like, yeah, I feel like I, you know, I got some jokes. So like I did my 15 up top, did well, brought up the, brought up the two features. But then like bringing up a headliner, dude, when that's that everyone's there for this person. And seeing that room erupt is like crazy. That's like peak comedy, man. Huh? That's peak comedy. It's crazy. Just like, and I was just like, I wouldn't want to be him. I'm just glad to experience this. I'm just glad to be in, in this moment right now. Um, especially for a guy who's like been doing comedy for a year. And like, that's his year in a year in. I was like trying to fucking not bomb at a five minute mic that I paid for. And this guy's like making 10 G's on a show or something like that. But it's like, that's such a, that was so fucking cool. That was really such a fucking cool experience. And this guy was so fucking famous. They went to the strip club afterwards and they shouted, <laughs> him, out. They shouted him out. They're like, hey, Kevin Herrera's in the house. In Connecticut, that's burr, 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 burr. Yeah, dude. They gave us like a bunch of fucking stacks and we just throwing fucking money. Uh-huh. Just pretty much like, you know, balling out. Do you see yourself recording 30 minutes or an hour soon? Um, Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Probably like 30 minutes. Um, I just want to get better, man. That's all I really want. There's like, I don't know. I don't, I, that, that's the thing. I don't know if you're ever like, oh, I'm, I'm good. You know, I think that comes probably when you've done specials and you understand the, you mean what, like good set. with the amount of time that you have or good. Like yeah, with the product that I, that what I want to put out, whatever that is, whether it's like 30 or an hour, um, you know, I think everybody's first special. I mean, but this dude, like some of my favorite comics, like. I love them because of their first hour, their first special or something, you know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I just, I just really want to keep getting better and then just like kind of make the first product better. But you know, it's always going to be like not perfect and you just kind of learn from it and then you make it better every time after that. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just, I just like, it's always like the next joke, the next joke. 
what I really would like is just to start doing more time, start doing like 30 minutes regularly and, and figuring out how to do like, cause I feel like I have 30 minutes, but doing 30 minutes is another beast. Yeah. yeah. You know, that pacing and that, that, you know, so that's what I really, that's like my goal probably for next year. When's the last time you were back in Venezuela? Um, I was like 15. And no plans to go back to your family there? No, no, I already moved out. It's too fucking, it's too bad. So what do you mean by that? Besides the, you know, I, I feel like all of us kind of know about the inflation down there, but maybe not beyond that. Um, I mean, like, like things are just very expensive. I think it's, uh, oh, no, well, yeah, things are very expensive, but then it's put people in like um, a very dire situation, you know? So it's like when things are more like, I mean, dude, like groceries are like unaffordable for just people in like, middle and lower class you know like i've heard i've heard like things of like people having to hunt stray animals for food that kind of shit i mean like it's and it's it's always like how did it get to that point though um did this happen when you were living there initially or socialism (laughs) so it was really dangerous so the reason we moved was because we got robbed yeah yeah so um my dad I was six years old yo we, but we were like I mean if, if they were gonna rob anybody they, they picked the right family to rob we were doing really well we had a two-story penthouse apartment maid chauffeur like the whole deal we had a bidet like a, like a separate fixture bidet in our apartment which I think is a sign of luxury <laughs> but uh um it was like a I think it was like a weekend my dad went out to get breakfast um and I didn't find this out until so some guys just like saw him held him up at gunpoint they were like take us back to your place and he did because he didn't care, care about the well-being of his family no i don't know i don't know i don't know how, how that transponded yeah but um i ended up anyways found out that so i ran down my dad's like gets home i run down and um to my, say hi yeah my dad's like this he's like this at me and then he's got a guy behind him like masked up or uh, hat and sunglasses um clearly like my dad like my dad has a gun to his back and he goes relax stay calm everything's gonna be fine and then they grab me they put me in the elevator with a guy he's got a gun to me and uh dude i i i so lucky that i was like that young when that happened because you're just not you're not aware of how like are you an only child by the way no i got an older sister she wasn't there fucking bitch no she's good she's she's great she's the shit but uh i um but uh, so this guy held a gun to my head and you can like, I was so, I was so happy that I was like so young because you don't understand what real danger is, you know? Cause you're just like, you see movies and you see guns and stuff and you like, that's like this kind of. And um, so, and this guy was like, this guy was clearly the bitch of the group because he, I could sense how nervous he was. I could sense how nervous this whole situation made him. And like he was talking to me about like cartoons and candy, so he was just trying to keep me calm. I mean, while I can you hear, remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was, that was like my first memory. That was like the first thing that was like ingrained in me. I remember like some minor things before that, but that was like I will never forget that. But then my, and I could hear like my mom screaming, so they're just like kind of like ransacking our apartment. And then, um, so then they bring, they all come back into the elevator. We go all the way down, and I remember this. You get they go, so we had like a storage unit kind of in the in the in the parking garage downstairs of the of the building and you go they go we want you guys to squat down put your hands over your head and just kind of duck walk to the storage unit whatever you do do not look to the left whatever you do do not look to the left and when you tell a little kid don't do something they're gonna do it so i i went and then it's like i was kind of crouched down and i just kind of peered over to my left and there's just a guy crouched down with like a a semi-automatic rifle pointed at us I'm like, oh, that's why he told us not to look to the left. And then they just let us in there. They closed the storage unit. And then they just we just waited there until then we just yelled, help, help, help. So somebody came by and let us out. Uh, and I didn't, re- I didn't learn this until probably like two years ago. Those guys, the guys that robbed us were police officers. Yeah, they were, they were just cops that were. And that's just, you know, there's just like, that's just the level of corruption that was, that existed in the 90s. You know what I mean? Um, and then because of that, like my mom just like rightfully so just couldn't sleep, just couldn't get on with her life or just couldn't get on with her day to day. How much older was your sister than you when you were six? Five years. So she was 11. She was saying, so I think at the time my uncle, her sister and her husband moved to South Florida. So that's kind of who we moved in with for a little bit temporarily when we first moved to America. How did you find out the cops did it? 
I don't know. My mom just told me that recently. And how much stuff did they take? Like, what was the estimated value? So I don't you know? know any of that. That's the thing. I never got into those details. And I don't assume that it was enough to like, you know, I mean, it's, it's all material possessions. Yeah, it's not your house. Right. It's not our house. It's not our, like our, our bank account or anything like any that. cars or no? No, no. So, I, but I think it was just like the, the, the mental damage. Did they take jewelry and art? I think things like that. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, yeah, to be honest, it's, it's never think like, I'm so bad at like, dude, I barely know anything about like my heritage. I just don't ask these questions. And these are questions that bounce around in my head, but I just like me and my, like, it's just, we, my, my mom don't have like very deep conversations. So like to get into that would be kind of weird and would just like open up these other things that I'm like not ready to talk about her with. Cause I don't think she's emotionally intelligent enough, but, um, but, um, but dude, it's like my, my uncle, her brother, her twin brother loves, he loves watches. He's a big fan of watches. So he would like, whenever you come to America and stuff, he would buy watches and, um, he, and when you're stuck in like gridlock traffic, like here in New York, when you're just fucking there, motorbikes would zoom by in between cars. And then they he would just be like this with the watch on his wrist. And they would just put a gun to his head. Like, give me your watch. Fuck. Give him his watch. And then they take off. So like he'd have to like keep his watch off like when he's driving. Even when the window's up. Yeah. Because they could just put the gun on the window. Yeah. And you're, what are you going to do? You're stuck. You're in gridlock traffic. You know what I mean? And that's, and I think, and I think to my, my cousin, my cousin, um, I, I don't know the full extent of the story, but my cousin got kidnapped. And again, that was just for like, just money. It's all money. It's all like, at least I think it was. How old was he or her? Oh, he was like, he was, he was a grown man. Like he was in his, he, and he's like, he's doing some shady shit now. And it does not look good, but whatever. It's, he still lives in Venezuela. He does business in Venezuela. Is that how he got caught up with those people in the first place doing shady things? Yeah. He just like, like white collar shit. What do you mean by that? Um, just like, you know, just like everybody, like I love this word, um, economista, economist. That's like like what my my mom is like my uncle him they're like economistas they're like economists and I'm like what does that really mean it's like you're just dealing with finances and you know there's ways of like moving stuff around and I think he from what I've heard I think he's owed not good people's a lot of money so but hey man he he's he's kind of fucked over family too so I'm like hey to each their own dude you want to be a fucking piece of shit to us it's like what do you what do you think is going to happen you're just going to fucking get away with it scot-free for your whole life but anyways he got kidnapped and then my uncle i think he had kidnappers insurance so he just paid the ransom out just to get you know because a lot of time it's just like i think these people just want money they just want money you know but now i think it's becoming even worse yeah i think it's much more like via just violent it's a lot more violent. Like anybody who has money, they're going after. Yeah, I think it's like citizens. Yeah, because it's because it's not so much of like, bro, kidnappers survival. And, yeah, go ahead. It's not so much about survival. It's about like tearing down the system that's in place, you know, and just like utter like just frustration and like tear, like you know just a just a complete like like not race war but like wealth war kidnappers insurance that's insane so you yeah. pay a premium every month based on how much money you make and it's just basically like you'd have insurance for any other thing yeah yeah, yeah exactly um is there any hope for venezuela as far as you see i know you're not a you know i'm not really up to guy. it too much but i don't know man i mean i have no idea it would have to just be like it's just, just the corruption so deep and then like the so the government needs to be overturned kinda i think it just needs to be like a complete reset which is Maybe like your own bitcoin or something <laughs> the thing is it's such a fucking wealthy nation because of all the oil it's always been like a huge fucking uh just an oil country in the entire on the entire planet it's beautiful we have fucking the most beautiful women like it makes no sense but it's like but then the day dude is like corruption and greed is crazy and power it's like what that fucks people up so much is it easy to travel to i know you might not know because you haven't been there in a while but is it easy to travel there and then leave as well like if an american went to venezuela on vacation is it easy to get a visa and then come back easily mm. like you stay at a hotel or no it's still dangerous that i'm not sure of my mom will go back she'll go back for like a 24-hour trip because she's doing business so she you knows she's always like it, everything's gonna be fine you know like she knows my mom was, I mean, my mom moved when she was like in her thirties, 
you know to south florida yeah 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 yeah. so like she's she's fucking she's a hip you know she's she's savvy she knows the places and would you ever think about digging into her experience in venezuela for sure but dude that would open up my mom is emotionally retarded emotionally retarded i love her but she just like my like my my sister once was like you know we were talking about like the conversations of like mental health just come up naturally and my my sister's like you know i have like anxiety and depression she goes why are you depressed i don't understand why you're depressed and my mom's like my sister's like well you know mom like like our upbringing was a little bit rough when we moved here you know it's like especially you know because of the divorce and then my mom just goes what divorce like bitch what are you talking about you know it's like people are fucking crazy it's like what are you fucking what do you want to put on this air that you that you're this perfect person like you're not just be fucking who you are and it's all right that you went through these things but that ain't for me to fucking tap into it's for her and her therapist but she ain't going to one damn bro i can't believe we got to that freaking insanely crazy part at the end of this episode man igor that's definitely gonna go in the beginning of this episode where so we're hooking you guys in dude <laughs> this is an interesting fellow over here igor before we get out of here man thanks so much for coming on the pod this is a great freaking episode thanks for having uh, me man of course dude so uh let us know where we can find you on ig anywhere else and um if you have anything exciting coming up please let us know this episode will be out this coming thursday so if you have stuff uh this weekend please awesome uh no- yeah just uh social media the igor martinez t-h-e igor martinez and uh yo listen to my fucking yo i say i say the igor martinez as many people start, start typing the the letter v i'm like no the v igor yeah i'm like the t-h-e boys yes. and girls uh, all right and puck sluts Hockey podcast. Love it. Igor, thanks Thanks, thanks so much for coming on. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in and listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.